Yo, I'm Chad. And this is Eric. And together we are... Gambling! Oh, here we are! Dun -dun. <laughs> Episode 250! We're here. We made it. Isn't this about the time, 250 episodes, our five-year anniversary of the podcast, isn't this usually the time when they announce a movie? <laughs> That's right. And then the movie either uh, does horribly and we end it, or it does mm -hmm. moderately okay, and then people are like, wow, I got so much better after the movie. Yeah, I almost feel like we have to do Jumpman the movie now. Wow, what, what do you think we should, I mean, who would star me? Nah, we would recast you just to be... I mean, no, I'm, I'm just saying, I'm just saying, I don't have the time oh. to be me in the movie. No, we need to, like, cast somebody else. Well, the movie's going to be more of, like, an origin story, and it's just going to be about me. <laughs> the, the prequel? <laughs> yeah. No, actually, we hate those things. We hate origin stories no. and prequels, so that obviously wouldn't happen. Can you can you replace me with a CG yes. actor? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, awesome. <laughs> a cartoon. Yes. <laughs> well, Augie, Augie from the Snorks, that's going to be you. God. <laughs> Please no. Just yeah, kill, so, kill me now. So on our five-year anniversary, it's perfect that we can talk about Star Wars right now. Because, I mean, it's one of the best topics to talk about that and, like, boobies. Well, yeah. So Star Wars, man. Awesome. I I mean, we've been saying for a while, we're like, you know, they have to take Disney World has got to, in Disneyland, have to make Star Wars lands. Because they own Star Wars now. Mm -hmm. So... When they said there was gonna be Star Wars Land at Disney World and Disneyland, I was so pumped. Well, they've been they've been doing something pretty close. I mean, they they expanded Star Tours. They do like the live action uh, events where you could do like Jedi training and fight nah, Darth Vader. You know, that's nothing. They're adding fourteen acres to uh, Hollywood Studios. All right. For and in fact, I'll, I can read some of the things that are gonna be right here. Okay. Said one of the rides, or, or sorry, one of the flagship experiences. Mm-hmm is uh, an epic Star Wars adventure that puts you in the middle of a climactic battle between the First Order and the Resistance. Awesome. Middle of the battle? That sounds fun. That's cool. Do I get to, do I get to kill people? I mean, do, do you get to be killed? I mean... <laughs> I, will, I will murder a whole batch of Disney interns. <laughs> I will take it too far. See, that's, that's <laughs> what I'm thinking. Is like, you know, you got to find like, the, uh, like, like a, a dude who looks like he's seen some shit. You know, yeah. you know, like some some tourists from another country, and you just give each other the uh huh nod of male understanding and go back yes. to back. <laughs> that would rule. That would rule if if the, if they just handed you because Disney's all about that. I just watched a commercial because we're gonna go in a month to Disney World, and they're like, "Hey, experiences happen all the time." And there's this video of like a security guard actor fake harassing somebody, having a good time, and somebody getting pulled into the action, as they say in the commercial. You know, that mm -hmm. would rule if they just like toss you a blaster, and all of a sudden people rush out like a flash mob and have like a big-ass battle. Oh, man. I'd just be wrecking people. Yeah. I, I would jump into like an AT-AT walker and just start crushing <laughs> dudes. You know, if if, uh, if LARPing has taught me anything, it's to break all the rules all the time. So if, if they give me a lightsaber, I'm going to treat it like a baseball bat until it breaks, and then I'm going to treat it like a broken beer bottle. <laughs> I would grab the nearest person <laughs> in a wheelchair and be like, it's, it's time for hyperspace. And I would just run as fast as I could, just plowing in his stormtroopers. Yes, yes. That would Boom. rule. Be like, I'd grab a 
And then I'd grab a midget and be like, oh, it's a hairless Ewok. <laughs> just oh. grab him by the ankles and oh. throw him. Go back, go back, go back to the wheelchair, man. You just need to like grab something so you could like uh, like make a lance, you know, so you could go jousting <laughs> yeah. with that thing. That's right. That would rule. That'd be so cool. So that sounds fun. Um, they said there's uh, they have something else that will let participants take control of the Millennium Falcon what? during a cu- during a customized secret mission. Uh huh. That hear- sounds amazing. <laughs> I mean, does that mean that, you know, that they're going to have the Millennium Falcon, right, because they're going to bring it in, probably at Disneyland, because they're going to bring it over from the set uh, where J.J. Abrams built it, and then they're going to have, like, a secret room where they can whisk you over and play, like, a video and be like, look at these controls, you can move them around, it's like Captain Power in a VHS tape. What if they put you in a flight simulator... Mm. And so, and you're surrounded by monitors, so it looks like you're in space. But like, if you if you pull back on the yoke or whatever, you just do a 360 in the flight simulator thing. I would love it if if it was two people, me and you, right, Han Solo and yeah. Luke from Episode Four, and they're like, "Shit, you just escaped the Death Star, and you're being pursued by some Tie Fighters, and you got to fuck them up." Yeah, I'd be like, Chad, go hide in the smuggler, <laughs> in the smuggler <laughs> bins. I got this. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh man, so that sounds cool. They said there's going to be Star Worlds populated by humanoids, aliens, and droids, okay. and of course there's going to be a cantina. Yeah, I, I like that about uh, Universal Studios has Doctor Seuss Land, and mm-hmm. they just have random ass people walking around with like weird ass uh, How the Grinch Stole Christmas uh, uh, Whoville faces, and mm-hmm. uh, I I don't know, I just like that. I hope that the cantina you walk in during the daytime and you hear the. The, the iconic music being played. Doo, 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 yeah. doo. Everyone's having a good time. But after 7 o'clock, kids aren't allowed in, and mm. you can do whatever the fuck you want. <laughs> <laughs> you go in at 7 o'clock, and like you bring in a kid, you're like, kids, they're, they're not allowed here. Yeah. <laughs> you you got to leave them outside. We don't serve their kind. Yeah, we don't serve kids. So after 7 o'clock, you go in there, and there's like this waiver. You sign at the door. Whatever happens, happens. Awesome. So it's like you want to... Some dude's wearing a Wookiee mask in the corner. You want to punch him in the face. That's just... <laughs> That's just the cantina law, baby. I could see that. I could see people, like, going back, you know, day after day, just kind of living in there until, you know, like, you pick a fight with somebody. You know, like, hey, buddy, hey, I'm wanted in seven different worlds. (laughs) (laughs) Like, Disney, I've been in Epcot, and they threw me out. You don't want to mess with me. Yeah, you just find, like, the hottest person there and pull a gun on them and be like, going somewhere? (laughs) (laughs) That's right, baby. Han, Han always shoots first. After 7 o'clock, it just gets real dark in there, and you can do whatever you want. I, I, I really, I mean, day one, it's going to be hot, sweaty nerds in there, all attempting the uh, the B. Arthur Christmas special song together yeah. in some kind of weird, obscure, like, Star Wars nerd orgy. And maybe they can take, I mean, I know this is in the Millennium Falcon, but maybe they can take that hollow chess monster game mm. and put it in there too, man. I want to play hollow monster chess. I just want to, you know, I just want to lose to somebody and rip their arms off. Ah! Yeah. So they said the other things are going to be there. Star Tours is going to be upgraded again. Well, yeah. Um, Check this out. Let's mm. see. Jedi Training Academy will get upgraded to now mirror elements of Star Wars Rebels, the cartoon, which is pretty decent now. Cool. Um, check this out. Space Mountain is going to be changed to Hyperspace Mountain. Yes. With the ride taking fans through an X-Wing battle. Awesome. 
Wow. Can you imagine that? Because, I mean, think about it. Like, when you go in Space Mountain, it's just very dark. But it's a big dome almost. Yeah. And it's just dark. Can you imagine if the whole dome becomes a battlefield? Cool. If they just put a big projector screen on the entire dome. And so, like, as you're going in the, on the roller coaster, it looks like you're dodging uh, TIE fighters and stuff. Dude, I just, all right, I just had a, 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 maybe a good idea. So, this is what I want to see. I want to see, so a massive space battle, right? We've all seen like, you know, you're sitting on like a ship and it's rumbling mm -hmm. and moving and you're in front of a screen. I just want uh, X-Wings and TIE Fighters mounted on bumper cars, mm -hmm. right? And you can shoot other people, right? But it, but you're in the dark. And so if you successfully hit somebody, that person loses their headlights. So they have no idea what where they're going. Mm. You know what I mean? So you're getting smashed from like up, left, down, et cetera, et cetera. But if you get shot, you lose all your lights. And so then you just sit and duck. I just want lightsabers that are like really cattle prods. <laughs> <laughs> so if you want to duel someone, you can, but you're going to get effing zapped. Ooh, don't take so me, girl. So there's like a real, you know, seriousness to the fight. You won't die, but someone's going to get zapped. Oh, so so just built, build it into the lightsaber handle. So every time that you get like hit with it, like the thing in your handle gives you like a little prod of electricity. No, I mean like at the very end, the very tip of the lightsaber, if I touch it to you, you're going down. Oh, dang. <laughs> oh, so it'll actually zap you. Oh, wow. Yeah, man, yeah. So if I touch you, you're going to get nailed. I'm going straight for the nuts. Dang. <laughs> dang, yo. That, that's against Starfleet regulations or something. Yeah, you're having no more kids. All right, I mean, one of our one of my favorite podcasts is when I talked about how I would fight dirty if I ever had force powers. <laughs> like I'd force throw sand in your face and Tatooine and stuff. Oh, yeah. So I would definitely, I would definitely nut tap you. <laughs> it would just be like, yo, the force guided me to uh, stick oh, my man. fingers in your eyes. Like how hard it would be if you're standing there, right, and you're about to fight dude, a dude, and you both got lightsabers, and you use the force to pick up a gun and levitate it behind him, and then force pull the trigger <laughs> right out in his butt. Dang. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like, why don't just use the force to throw things at things. Use the force to pick up, like, the force levitate, like, four guns mm -hmm. and pull the triggers. Well, dude, well, yo, let, let's just give a shout out to my man Obi Wan Kenobi, who in the fir in the in Episode Four, when b back when it was possible to do any anything you wanted, before mm -hmm. the universe was like locked in, he used his Force powers in all kinds of clever ass ways. You know, like he's he's on he's like a, a, on a stealth mission. He can like you know make you think something else. He like taps Force taps one uh, stormtrooper on the shoulder. You know, has him go investigate another area. You know, these are yeah. not the droids you're looking for. He just messes with your mind. Yeah, no, he was the best. Yeah, it's like, and nobody, and after that, it was all about, like, action and, you know, throwing, mm -hmm. jumping and throwing your lightsaber and lightning, et cetera. But he was yeah. just like, he just fucks with you. Yeah. Um. So that at the very end of this article, and they're like, oh, yeah, and uh, Disney's Animal Kingdom, it's going to be the world of Avatar. Who gives a shit? Yeah. <laughs> that was, like, the last thing. Avatar. Oh, that fucking thing? <laughs> yeah, well, they're coming back, dude. Avatar 2 through 6, they've got it all planned. So stupid. The guy should have just made another one two years later. I mean... He's so full of, he's so full of himself. I hope enough time has passed that people realize that Avatar was a steaming pile of blue shit. <laughs> I hate Avatar. Not as much as I hate Prometheus or Terminator Regenesis. Yeah. But Avatar, man, oof, I never liked you. Never. It was so popular, so popular that it it caused like a mass hysteria where people who saw it in like 3D and it, like the IMAX, 
like we're so sad to go back to the regular miserable little lives that there just there was just this mass depression. See, and the thing is, the world looked cool, but the Navi—they're the stupidest looking things I ever saw. Mm. Like anorexic blue cats that are tall with sea anemone tails. I mean, I don't want this podcast to just be why I hate Avatar, but I mean because South Park did it the best. Yeah. South Park destroyed it. It was Dances with Wolves slash Smurfs. Yes. It was perfect. But anyways, um, yeah. So anyways, yeah. And Avatar Land is coming to Animal Kingdom. No one gives a crap. No. Star Wars Land, baby. Star Wars Land. See, uh, we, let's let's talk a little bit. Of, like, uh, let's, let's transition this to an, Star, uh, the Animal Kingdom, right? We all saw the original logo. It had a fucking dragon on it. That's all we wanted. Right? Yeah. That's all we wanted. Just give us what we want. Instead, what they're going to do is give us what they think that we want that ties into their corporate interests, and we'll get a bunch of bullshit that nobody likes. All right. What, <laughs> if they're going to give us what they think what we, what we want is just to give us rifles and let us hunt the animals. <laughs> <laughs> Dang. Duh. <laughs> like, okay, here's, no, no, your, no, no, here's no. your DDS no. degree for the day. What if it was paintball guns and it was open season on Disney mascots? Ooh. Now, how cool would that be, hunting Donald Duck? But, here, but here's the thing. Here's the thing. Donald Duck hunt. But here, here's, here's, <laughs> I, I, think, I think that's awesome. And you could up the stakes with uh, each mascot has, like, a melee weapon. So you mm-hmm. don't have a melee weapon. You only have a ranged weapon. But if that big-ass mascot that's so easy to see can sneak up on you, you're dead. I think the rules should, again, I think this should be like, kids aren't allowed in the park after 7. After 7, you get to do whatever you want. And I think that after 7, mascots can fight back. Ah. Like, don't, if you corner a mascot, we, you know, we cannot be held responsible for what it might do to you. See, all I want, all I want now is, uh, maybe not just, like, everyday mascots, I just want, like, 50 Bambies, right? (laughs) Let them loose, let them loose. And uh, and just like pump pump in that that like awesome suspenseful music from the movie where they're like, man is coming. <laughs> I just think that I'm gonna hunt them down and, and murder them and then polish their gleaming skulls like the predator. <laughs> so you're gonna see like this mouse head skeleton. Oh, the rules. That I'm like totally polishing it and putting it in my little duffel bag for later. I love that. It's I think amazing. I, I think she. I, I. You probably never played Saints Row the Third, but there was this no. hilarious part. Like uh, it was. It was basically like uh, Grand Theft Auto, how it should be. But uh, there were these side missions where you could go to like a warehouse, like random warehouses, and they had this. It was called Professor Genki's oh, something something something. But basically, you went in and hunted down uh, people in mascot costumes. Who are also trying to kill you. This reminds me a lot of that. And uh, there were announcers, announcers like talking about how you were racking up your high score and like which mascots you killed. And uh, it was very much like celebrity deathmatch announcers. Nice. Okay. I gotcha. Yeah. So maybe just, you know, have like a kick ass land, you know, over at mm-hmm. Disney. You know, you got Tomorrowland, Adventureland, have kick ass land where you hunt down Disney mascots and maybe like, I don't know, use a flamethrower. Yeah. Maybe Universal Studios would do that. Yeah, you know, set a up like less a family. Yeah, a little Disney alternative. I mean, you can get beer anywhere in Universal Studios. Yeah, yeah. So I'm pumped about that. Um, we, we, I got to talk a little bit about Fantastic Four. So you saw it? Oh yeah, of course I saw it. Okay, I, I, I just watched the uh, Red Letter Media's teardown 
Oh, Fantastic oh Red Four. Letter Media did it. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh, you got to post. Well, it on wait, hang on. Well, hang on. I, I got uh, to clarify. It was half in the bag. Oh, half in the bag. Their their yeah. review show. Okay. Yes. I I highly respect the review show. I thought for a second you were talking about um. No, Mr. Plinkett. No, no, yeah. sadly. Okay. All right. Because yeah. I was like, damn, that's fast turnaround. No, no, they no they they the other shows are way easier to produce. Okay. Well, anything I'm saying, half in the bag probably said better. But let me just tell you about my thoughts on Fantastic Four. Okay, and let's let's have the spoiler. Full spoiler, yeah, because yeah, full spoiler because no one no one's going to see this movie. <laughs> I was the only one that saw it in the first place, so this is full spoilers. All right, first of all, the reason I saw Fantastic Four is because it's a superhero movie, and I almost felt like I had to defend it because it's been getting shit on for a full year now. Yeah, like. And, and at first I thought, I was like, well, that's not fair because I think that a lot of you guys are just racist because you don't want a black human torch. Ooh. And so that, that's what I thought. That, you know, everyone was like, as soon as they cast him, everyone was like, boo, you can't be black. Mm. You know, and I was like, fuck you. <laughs> like, it's so stupid. Of course he can be black. Why not? So, and then everyone was like, oh, we're hearing bad things. And oh, the trailer didn't show enough cool shit. And oh, Dr. Doom is really going to be called Victor Damashek or something like that. Yep. So I was determined to at least go see it. I was like, you know what? I'm going to make up my own mind. Mm-hmm. It sucked ass, yeah. yeah. But, um, <laughs> but let me tell you, first of all, um, you know, everyone, I'm sure by now, no one has seen the movie, but everyone has read all the, all the behind-the-scenes rumblings about it. Of course. So let me say this. The first half of the movie was awesome. Mm-hmm. I don't like origin stories. I really like this. In fact, the movie doesn't suck until they get their powers. Ah, the first half of the movie when they don't have their powers is actually really cool. They're talking about, um, you know, like Reed Richards and Ben Graham. They're just like uh, high school seniors and stuff, and they they have a science experiment and they're teleporting, and they realize that they can teleport to this alternate dimension. Mm. And it's all about getting recruited to this team, and they're all trying to get there to this other dimension and stuff. And it's actually really interesting. It's just like a, a, a neat science fiction film. Cool. I'm liking this. Um, again, unfortunately, well, one thing is they did, they in the reshoots, they changed it to Victor Von Doom from Latveria. Right. Which, which... So they got that right. So I, I appreciate that. And I, I just want to interject that Red, Red Letter Media pointed this out that... Uh, the actress who played Sue Storm uh, in the reshoots has a really awful-looking wig. She does. So that you can tell. It's almost like a little key of, like, what reshoot, what was reshot and what was not. Basically, the last third, the third act of the movie was reshot. Right. And I'll get to that, how terrible it was. Okay. But first half of the movie, it's just fun. Like, forget that it's even they're going to have superpowers. It was just really cool of a movie. I liked it. I liked the way they played it. And I will defend these actors. Hmm. The four main characters, they're mm-hmm. really good. Cool. Even though they were almost fighting each other and the director was being really mean to Sue Storm and stuff like that. Hmm. I mean, I thought they all did a really good job. Um, they go to the alternate world. I was just excited. I was like, oh, man, they're going to this other planet. This is so cool. And they're like, all right, this is planet. And there's all this really weird glowing green goo. I'm like, <laughs> oh, goo. And they're like, oh. It's like filled with like energy. Oh, all right. <laughs> and then of course they're like quasi scientists, and and then Victor Von Doom. They, they, all the guys go over, not not Sue Storm, in this first trip to the other planet. Mm. And they're like, they're all they they just wanted to because they figured out how to get to this other world. And then the military or someone's like, thanks, we're gonna have NASA take it from here. And they're like, fuck that, dude. Like, you know what? 
And this was kind of cool. They're like, no one remembers who built the first space shuttle or spacecraft. All they remember is Neil Armstrong landing on the moon. Mm. They're like, we figured out interdimension teleportation, but the only people are going to be remembered is whatever dipshit guy from NASA that goes there first and says a couple words. Mm-hmm. So they're like, F this. We're just going to go over there in the middle of the night while drunk. Nice. So I was like, yeah, that's cool. You know, it's, it's totally cool. <laughs> they go over there. They see a planet, see green goo. They're scientists. So naturally, they walk really far away from their teleportation chamber and Doom decides to touch it. Dang. He touches the, <laughs> the goo? It's just like Prometheus when they touch the snake thing and uh. they killed the guy. It's like, I mean, come on, dude. Why are you going to touch that? Dang. You don't know what it does. It touches <laughs> it. Doom gets trapped over there. Mm. Everyone else gets like vaporized with crap. And they make it over, and Sue Storm brought them back over, so she gets vaporized with stuff, too. Okay. And you're like, well, that was kind of stupid that he touched the goo. But all right, well, now they get the power. So then all of a sudden, the original movie ends, and the new movie starts. Oh, man. <laughs> with, with, with a nice little graphic that says, one year later. <laughs> That's, wow. So, it's, so it's, like, it's pretty blatant. I'm like, one year later? What the shit? We just skipped all the cool stuff? Yeah. Like, what? One year later? I mean, there was one scene where they all have powers and they're all like strapped on a gurney. He's like, oh, we're freaking the fuck out. Right. We you know, in the trailer. And Reed Richards left. Hmm. He's like, I'm sorry. And he left. Wow. And the rest of them are still strapped down. So and then it says one year later. And you're like, oh my God, one year later. I'm like, well, I was like, I'm trying to pitch. I'm like, well, you know what? We're going to save time. We're mm-hmm. going to save time. We're going to skip through all the why me bullshit. But they were still doing it. Oh. And, um, Reed Richards has been hiding out in Panama with newspaper <laughs> clippings of the thing being sent on military missions. Okay. Trying to do something on his own in Panama mm. in a hut. Stupid. It's like the Incredible Hulk ending. Beginning. They send the thing out to, to capture him. He's all mad. You left me, dick. Blah, blah, blah. And we're like, oh, where the fuck is this going? This is so <laughs> stupid. So they bring Reed back, and then he's like, all right, I'm going to fix the teleporter so we can heal all you guys. Okay, that's what we're going to do. They fix the teleporter. They go over there, and they see Dr. Doom. Okay. Has he been eating goo the whole time? Oh, my God. This is the worst version of Dr. Doom ever. Aww. And the whole thing is, even though the movie was getting kind of crappy right here, Dr. Doom would have saved it. Don't Mm. you guys understand? It's about the villain. Dr. Doom is currently like the shit in Marvel Comics. He's controlling all the issues Mm. right now in Battleworld and Secret Wars and stuff like that. He's the biggest villain they've got. Don't screw him up. Don't make up a new thing for Dr. Doom. Don't give him goo powers. He gave him goo powers. Ah. Dr. Doom is a crazy evil dictator in this little country over in Eastern Europe or something. And he has a metal suit and he's so badass and smart. He uses his intellect to defeat you. And when that doesn't work, he has like booby traps built into his armor. That's what he is. Mm. Stop fucking giving him powers. What do they give him? I I heard he, he explodes people's heads. Well, here's the thing. You don't even know what he has. Oh. So, like, when Fantastic Number 2007, he his, his skin started turning metal. Right. And he had electro powers. But then he eventually, he took a Doom mask and put it over his face. So, at least he had the mask. Right. But I he mean, was still stupid. In, in, in the sequel, he took off the mask and he's like, my face, I'm an actor again. So stupid. So, in this one, they say, well, when the goo hit him, his whole flight uh, suit melded with his skin. 
Oh. So his flight suit is melted. So he's not metal, but he's kind of metalish looking. And now he's got goo powers. We have no idea what that is. Because hmm. they bring him back over to our planet, and he just starts looking at people, and the brains start exploding out the back of their heads. Hmm. I'm not really sure what that power is. Like scanners? Uh, yeah, no. They're just he just looks at them, and they're like, "Ah, I'm dead." Dang. And it's just like whatever he needs him to do. Like maybe it's a little telepathy too, because he kind of throws people around a little bit. Hmm. You don't even know. And he's just like, "Yeah, the world sucks, so I'm gonna kill it." <laughs> okay, and then I wanna I wanna go back to my world. Because you can shoot my world on 100% green screens, <laughs> <laughs> which is going to be really handy now. <laughs> so, they so, all, so they all head back there? Yeah, so they, he goes over there, and he starts this wormhole that's going to destroy the Earth. And so the Fantastic Four go over there, and they're like, let's go thap him. And they all try their powers, and Doom just looks at them, and they're like, oh, we failed in really, really dumb ways. Mm. It's, oh, it's like the worst fight ever. And then they're like, oh, let's all team up. And they're like, okay, all right, let's team up. But let's just, we only got like five minutes and a million dollars left. <laughs> so they like defeat him. And like, it was like the dumbest battle I've ever seen. Aww. It's so bad, dude. That's I mean, sad. it's bad. It's bad. And I, I was like, these are the reshoots? These are terrible. Doctor Doom in some world that we don't give a shit about with this character who's perverted. I mean, can't you just make him the Doctor Doom for the comics? Like that would be so cool, dude. Some evil, crazy dictator with a metal suit. Hi, metal suits work for normal people because we all love Iron Man. Mm. So if if people that don't read comics can like Iron Man, why can't we like a bad Iron Man? Why can't we like Doctor Doom? You know, put him in a suit, make him sound crazy. Everyone's scared of Kim Jong Un, right? You know, like everyone understands what, like, well, they're not scared of, but I mean, everyone understands yeah, yeah. that's possible. You can have a crazy dictator in a small country. Far away from the U.S., so you can Doctor Doom's totally plausible, mm. and just make him so damn smart that he's two steps ahead of the good guys at all times and stuff. I mean, like instead they're just like we have to go fight him on this other world for some reason that's not really quite defined, and and it sucked oh. bad. It was just bad, and and then at the end they're like, ah, we killed him possibly, and we're back, and now we're all friends, and oh yeah, like ten minutes ago. Johnny and Sue's dad got killed by Dr. Doom, but we're all smiling now. <laughs> yeah, now we're going to go to Area 51, and we demand our own building. And, and it's like, okay, guys, now what's the worst fucking thing we can do? No. Well, we haven't, no. we haven't been called the Fantastic <laughs> no. Four yet. We haven't. All right, what's the worst way we can come up with the same? Uh. Let's all stand. All right, everyone stand together. Everyone put your hands on each other's butts. Okay, <laughs> now. How's the way that Fantastic can come up in normal conversation? Okay, let's call ourselves like the cool dudes. No, we can't do that. Uh, I know, I know. know. (laughs) It's not until we got to have two bad ones and then third one's going to be the one we do. Okay, what's the second thing we're going to say? Okay, well, what if it's like this something for? Uh, Okay, Uh, we know we got to get the third one. And then, okay, what do you think? The thing? It's Fantastic. Wait, what did you say? Say that part again. What? What? The part about I hate my life? No, no, no. The other part. Uh, uh, the part I have a rock penis? No, no, no. The other part. Oh, it's fantastic. That's right. Guys with the Fantastic Four. Now everyone smile because the reshoots are over. Wow. Oh, my God, dude. Yeah. I just couldn't believe it. I mean, the first half of this movie was really good. Like, I, I want to I wanna believe Josh Trank. Yeah. that, that, that I want to believe him. That's all I've heard too. It's like people were people were like, "Hey, maybe he's just like this drug 
drug-addled, feces-smearing, crazy person, but then you watch the movie and they're like, wow, fuck the suits. They ruined it. That's what I was thinking. I'm like, you know what? He probably is a mega dick. Sometimes directors are. His vision in the first half of the movie <laughs> was really good. Oh, and then, man. you know, so I'm like, I'm willing to believe both sides. I'm willing to believe he was a super dick. I'm also willing to believe the reports that they slashed his budget by $30 million and took out three action scenes mm. and said, do this. And then, you know, shame on you, Fox executives, for going back and reshooting. And it's like, who the hell did you come up with this idea for this terrible Doctor Doom uh, fight on this other planet? That no one cares about. I tell you, I, I tell you, because I've been in situations like that. Not exactly that situation, but like one person who's slightly in charge takes the lead, and everyone says okay. And it was probably one of the producers. So, I mean, people said that the the last third was directed by one or both of the producers, even though they lied and said that that oh no, Josh Trank was on set because they have to say that for DGA rules. I mean, it was it was so bad, and I was just uh, like, dude, like, I mean, me and you, we ain't the greatest people. We ain't the smartest people. We could have, <laughs> I mean, during this podcast, we could come up with a better version of that. And like I said, Doctor Doom is such a big villain. Why do you got to, You know, it's like why you got to change him, dude. Mm. You know, it's like why you gotta, why you gotta put the X Men in black leather. Yeah. You know why you gotta make the Ninja Turtles look like Shrek? Mm. Why you gotta put flames on Optimus? And why you got to make Dr. Doom some disgruntled scientist guy and give him goo powers? Mm. It's already written for you. Hmm. It's already written. Just do that. So, uh, you know, I wanted to believe. And like I said, you know, I doubt there'll be a a director's cut because of the bridges that got torched. Uh, But it's too bad. But um, I mean, I I look forward to some kind of fan event or fan video in the future some comic con where he's back and he's like it's been 10 years guys been doing another superhero film let me talk shit about fox for a second at comic con you know i'm looking forward to hearing more of the story once the uh once the gag order is has run out or something yeah i mean boy Anything they could have done wrong, I guess they did. But I would just like I said, before they even got their powers, the first half of the movie, I was totally into. And they didn't even have to be Fantastic Four at that point. I was just like, man, I can't wait till they get to the other dimension. This mm. is so neat. Mm. This is really cool, guys. Good job. I mean, they could have gotten over there and had, I mean, any number of villains. I mean, any of the space villains, Galactus even, even like like, like dimensional if it's like Dormammu, you know. Um, yeah. Or, I just don't. Or they get over there and there's Doctor Doom and he's like, I've been fucking waiting. Yeah, I'm gonna take it's, over your world. Fuck you! It's just it's twice now in the early 2000s Fantastic Four and this one. Both times are like, all right, this is only gonna work if Doctor Doom goes there with him and gets powers at the same time. It's uh, the only way people are gonna believe this. No, give them their powers. Have Doctor Doom start bombing the shit out of people and destroying the military. He's so smart, and then they're like, all right, well, you know what? The one thing you probably can't anticipate: superpowers. Hmm. Let's send these guys over. You know, um, you know what they should have done is after after they had like the whole goo moment where they touched the goo, they should have cut to uh, Doctor Doom on the on the uh, on the planet taking a shit out of his suit. And he's <laughs> like, "You touched my shit." Yeah. Hey. Uh, I mean, like I said, Doctor Doom could have saved everything mm. or or killed everything, and that's what happened. I mean, oh, so terrible, Doctor Doom, so oh, terrible. Well. I mean, everyone else the special effects were good. I mean, minus the shitty scene at the end. Like the Fantastic people, all their powers look cool. Cool. 
I like the like the choices they made. They look pretty neat. And like I said, the the four actors themselves were pretty good. Yeah. I like them too. Um but yeah, what the fuck were they thinking on this? They were thinking, wait a second. Wait a second. I know we said, I know we signed on for the movie that you were you were making, but we want to sell some lunchboxes and some toys. So, we're yeah. changing the direction. Sorry. And you know, I mean, Marvel medals with stuff all the time, and that works for them. So let's just—they just print money. Yeah, I mean, Ant Man. You you said Ant Man turned out okay. I really liked Ant Man. I mean, I'm sure I would have liked the Edgar Wright version probably better, but I really liked Ant Man. But I mean, Avengers two—they meddled with Joss Whedon's thing, and you know, it's just, it just yeah. wasn't that great. Mm-hmm. It should have been great. That's why I can't wait for Captain America three because I feel like that one is just going to be done right. Right. Well, if if it totally overshadows Avengers two, then people will completely. If they haven't already, will they? They'll just forget Avengers two, and be like, "Yo, Avengers one, go straight to Civil War." Yep, that's what I plan on doing. Yeah. So yeah, sorry, Fantastic Four. I was in your corner. Mm. I really was, and I tried to be complimentary during this review for as much as I could. And then again, like one of the coolest things in the trailer didn't make the movie. Really. When the thing like jumps out of a plane at night and yeah. smashes down into some like terrorist camp, it wasn't in the movie. Ah, like that was like super cool, man. Hmm. Didn't even didn't even make it. That's when you know you're in trouble. Yeah. Oh well. Like how does that? How do you show that a key piece of the trailer and it's not in the movie? Shit happens, man. Shit happens. Well, let me let, let me tell you about something else shitty. Okay. But maybe it's maybe it's salvageable. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is not new news, but Crapcom, uh, sorry, Capcom, is remaking Resident Evil 2. Yes. They're redoing it. They've redone Resident Evil 1. It was remade. It came out on the GameCube. Uh, mm. it was, it was pretty good. It was, it was, uh, they tacked on a bunch of stuff, you know, that was new and different, but creepy and weird. Yeah. Yeah, like there was this whole Lisa character and they expanded the lore to include her and they're like, okay, all right. We got what we wanted, which was uh, an HD remaster uh, of the original with different stuff. And the tacked on stuff is okay, too. But uh, in this day and age of video game remakes, because uh, coming out of E3, you got like Final Fantasy VII making a huge comeback. You know, they said they're finally going to remake it. So Capcom's like, me too. Me too. Resident Evil 2. You all asked for it. Now you're going to get it. Uh, mm. So I made a list. I made a list of because because basically all we want, all we fans want, I believe, for the remake is Resident Evil Two exactly as it was, but with Resident Evil Four controls. Oh um, yeah! But we won't get that. So instead, this is a list of what we're going to get. This is the top six Resident Evil Two reboot features that we don't want. Are yeah. these confirmed, or are you just no, know? No, I'm, I'm just. I'm, do this. <laughs> I okay, just okay. I just have this feeling. Because yeah. because of the shitty way the franchise is gone, so all right, so there we go. So the, these are the things that we don't want, but they'll totally have these. So dedicated, so a dedicated jump onto your back button, mm. straight out of Resident Evil Six. You remember how much fun we had with that? Oh God! We were like, it hey, looks there's a button, and you, you just hop backwards <laughs> onto your back for no reason. Yeah. Instant first aid. So ah. no no going to the menu. No having a second to, like, spray yourself or combine shit. You just, like, boop, and you're fine. Yeah. Uh, 200 hours of cutscenes. Resident Evil 6, I'm still looking at you. All right, new characters that nobody gives a shit about. Oh, what if they just changed the character to Mila Jolovich's Alice character? <laughs> <laughs> and they just 
retcon her into the whole thing. Just just elbow her in. Yeah, that might be interesting. That's like a different no. mode. No. Um, no. All right, and finally, unlockable game modes that are better than the actual game. Ah. Yeah. That that that. So in in my heart of hearts, I feel like that's a prediction. But but maybe Eric, maybe Capcom is secretly listening to this podcast. So Capcom, if you're listening, these are the top one, two, three, four, five Resident Evil 2 remake features that we actually do want. So, top of the list, Resident Evil 4 controls. That's all. Oh, yeah. Uh, so, uh, getting a little bit deeper, raid mode slash uh, like an RPG leveling system for your guns in the main game. That was the, mm-hmm. the most fun thing about the Resident Evil um, uh, revelations was raid mode where you play through the the main game except they gave you a timer and an RPG leveling system where like the more monsters that you killed uh the more you the more of these BP points you picked up and you could use that to uh buy new weapons or you combined weapons and with like different features on these things so you could like you could upgrade your regular weapons in the game it was oh, awesome oh man See, I would have destroyed that game because I think I'm the only person in the world that played Resident Evil 4 and killed every last zombie to the man. <laughs> like, I would get to the other side of the town and, you know, I'm right at the door and I got my key ready and by, I hear this, in the background, I'm like, fuck that. I turn around, yes. go all the way back until I find one in the farm. Bam! Like, I took every last one of those guys down and I never stopped. Even when you get to the monk level, I was just, like, looking for monks. <laughs> so, think, like, I, I I'd level you're... up through the roof you're the see you're controlling the outbreak yeah I, I play that like that sometimes okay i hunted him down like i was the rock in the movie doom yeah where they got to quarantine everyone mm-hmm. and there's all these innocent people and he's like no it's quarantine everyone's gotta die i am definitely the rock in that movie and you're awesome. you're reaper you're carl urban yeah like rock are you serious I'm like yes <laughs> dang so a, so one of the best things about Resident Evil 2 that I want back that would cost more, so they probably won't have it, is A and B scenarios for different playthrough experiences. So in, mm. the, in the first game, you had the Leon missions and you had the Claire missions, but you had A and B scenarios in each one. And mm. only in, I think it was the B scenarios, did you have Mr. X coming to get you. Mm. And the other one, you didn't. It was a totally different experience, even though you're going through, like, the same stuff. Like, weapons are in different places. You know, it was just, like, different enough. And I really think that that should be, like, a main feature is, like, what's different. I thought one of the coolest things about Resident Evil 2 is when you find out that the police chief is a psycho bastard. Oh, yeah. And then he was hunting down his fellow cops and stuff and reading that journal and stuff. I was like, that's to me when they got even better. I was like, holy shit, this, we got to be watching out for this guy. And the secret, I don't know if you ever saw it, but like you could, if you did enough puzzles, you could get down into the torture chamber. Mm. Like, like he's like, they justified all the weird ass statue puzzles through his character and I think it's you don't you didn't have to go down there, but like they keep mentioning like, hey, where's the mayor's daughter in the yeah. in the journals? Like, where is where is she? Where is she? And like, either you find her or you find evidence of her down in the torture chamber. Yeah, because he falls down the hole and then he screams, but you don't. By the time you get down there, right? There's nothing, or you don't, or you don't go down there. I forget, man. I just like, remember, I just remember he disappeared, and he's like, ah, oh, no, and you're like, fuck. I just remember what the torture chamber looks like because it, it still haunts me a bit because, you know, you read about all of these awful stuff and you're like, where's the mayor's daughter, guys? You yeah. never you never find her. Mm. 
All right, um, let's see. Oh, day one. So when I popped the game disc into, I guess, a PS4, <laughs> day one mercenaries mode. So I don't mm-hmm. want it to play through the game to unlock the best feature of the game. Just give it to me right off the bat, but make it with unlockable stuff. Like the more I play through this mode, the more I want to unlock. Mm. You know, that's the best when you're playing multiplayer, but you're unlocking stuff all the time. Split, yeah. Splatoon does it the best. They don't. They don't give. They don't feed you uh, everything at once. They're like, okay, here's the base game, and it's kick ass. Okay, check back in tomorrow because we're doing something even better, and there's gonna be a new weapon. You know, mm. that's awesome. And uh, finally, uh, so finally, replace the Sherry missions with Ada Wong missions. Yeah. So we never got to see what Ada Wong was doing in Resident Evil 2 because she was kind of like the secret spy character. Mm-hmm. But I want to know. You know, Resident Evil 4, that was the, it set the tradition of like, okay, you're going to do an Ada Wong mission at the end of the game that ties it all together. Really, I don't want to play as six-year-old Sherry Birkin. Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm past that. So give us, like, just jump cut to whatever the hell Ada Wong's doing and then get back to the main game where they're like, God, Sherry, thanks so much for doing all that you just did. Mm. You know what I mean? So Ada Wong missions in Resident Evil 2, making cool. And they should really just... I know I probably said this like 100 episodes ago, mm-hmm. but they should just take Resident Evil 4 and turn it into a real live event. Ah. Take over some old decrepit town and some castle <laughs> and fill it with uh, employees acting as zombies in the in the town and employees acting as monks in the next town. Yeah. It doesn't, it doesn't open until nighttime and you can go with up to four other friends mm-hmm. with paintball guns. And you've got to go through the Resident Evil 4 game. And if zombies, if you get bit or, you know, if you would get grabbed by like five zombies, you're dead. Mm. So that's it. Unless you find first aids hidden around the town and you get to take away one of your bites. Oh, we'll do. We'll, we'll just have it like tag, tag football where you just have like five tags on you. Yes, exactly. And- yeah, like the zombie 5Ks. Ah, cool. Yeah, so if they pull five of them, you're dead. But you can... Um, you can find first aid sprays or maybe just find a tag and it's the tag is labeled first aid spray and you put it back on. So you get like an extra tag. I love that. They, they, so you, you got paintballs and you're just shooting zombies. There was an official resident evil, like, like a thrill area. Mm-hmm. Like just like what you're talking about where, where actors are zombies and you have a gun, but mm-hmm. I never saw anything outside of the promotional images about how it actually went. Yeah. It needs to be like real paintball. And you hit a zombie, it goes down. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, you got to go through the town. You're getting hunted and stuff. And then you got to eventually make your way. You got to go across this lake mm. with, with life preservers. <laughs> go across the lake <laughs> with life preservers. Something attacks you in there. Just you have, know. It, have it like a wading pool. And you have like some uh, some actors, you know, with like scuba gear grabbing people's oh, legs. And here's the thing. Some dude in blue cloak, a cloak to welcome stranger. Yes. And... He'll give you more weapons and more first aid stuff if you open your wallet and pour out some cash right then. Awesome. You can pay for upgrades during the game, you know, because that's how they're going to make extra money. Yeah, dude. Like, I need a bigger paintball gun or I need some more lives for my friends and stuff. And then um, you got to save a hot chick. This time, Ashley is over 21. Awesome. <laughs> and you got to go, th- you got to through the castle. You got to go through the castle. Now they're all like monks. Mm hmm. Like, how awesome would that be? And they're grabbing, you got to play at night and stuff. It'd be creepy shit. And, and you just say, you know, you've got, um, it's just one thing at night. So it's really expensive. 
So you really got to save up for it. But that's also the desperation because it's like we don't guarantee that you finish this. Mm. If we if you guys really suck and we kill you in the village, we're taking your thousand dollars, and oh. that's it. Sorry. So like that ups the level. You know, like, there's no reset in this game. Mm. And when your friend gets killed, your friends get killed, they don't get to advance. They got to go back to the headquarters and just watch over the video monitors. I like that. Which in itself could be fun anyways. You know, make it, make it like, uh, you know, uh, in, in America, we do this all the time around Halloween. Uh, we, we get together like, like a haunted hayride or what do you call like, like a Halloween adventure through the woods? Uh, where you where you walk through like every college like campus haunt, does it. like a haunted haunted forest or yeah like ha- like like haunted forest but like build in the Resident Evil rules so like we we already kind of had this tradition going on but we we need to take it to the next level and Hunnigan it calls you oh yeah you're, you're just off there by yourself so someone back at the base is watching and if you get too far away or if you're ready for the next mission Hunnigan I'm doing air quotes will call you and tell you what you got to do. <laughs> I love that. So it's like, and and like you you, you don't play till at night, and like I said, it's it's actually in a, in a real town that they bought and a real castle. Mm. So like everything's in, they only do one a night, and if you die, you, you're dead. So and you, no refunds, and mm. so you, you so you really shell out some extra cash uh, to the stranger throughout and stuff like that, and um, you know maybe there's and there, there's a level where you got an old ski lift mm-hmm. and just shoot zombies coming up the other way. <laughs> Love it. And there's got to I mean, be, I mean, and you only have like a certain number of shots. Yeah. yeah and, but there's, there's ammo hidden everywhere. Cool. So you got to look every, every house, there might not be zombies in there, but you're like, dude, we should probably go up the ladder and see if there's, you know, we should open that cabinet and there's either going to be <laughs> uh, some paintballs or they did say there's rattlesnakes in here. So yeah. I love it. Break every barrel. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, and, 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 but it's really expensive because they only do it one, one team a night and then they spend the next day resetting it and stuff. But it would be the greatest thing, and they've got it all on video monitors. So they videotape it. They'll sell you the DVD for a hundred bucks, mm-hmm. so you can watch yourself afterwards. I love. I that. mean, how amazing would this be? Sounds like a big production, but totally worth it. Yeah, it would take a lot of money for startup and stuff, and you know. But I mean, th- think about those idiots that just um, get paid to go to amusement parks and dress up as a scary monster for just the month of October. What do those guys do for the rest of the year? I wouldn't call them idiots, dude. They're awesome. What do they do for their... Well, I mean, you know, I'm just joking, but I'm just saying, like, you know, if you're doing that, you're probably doing Santa Claus in the mall and you're doing the Easter Bunny. I'm just saying, like... Or maybe you don't. Maybe you don't. But I'm just saying, like, if a dude or a woman is, like, cool enough to want to do... Dress up for uh, haunted amusement parks for mm-hmm. one month out of the year, they probably wouldn't mind being a zombie for, no. like, the other 11 months out of the year. No, absolutely. And in, in fact, in in certain places, they have like those haunted uh, attractions all the time. Yeah, uh, like, and like Times Scare. And it wouldn't even matter if some of you like you can hire whoever, and if they don't all show up, that just means there's a couple less zombies to kill that day. <laughs> so it's like it wouldn't even like cripple the franchise if mm. they didn't have, if they had employee turnover. There's, there's a lot of uh, out of work actors out there. They're looking for uh, for uh, some bucks. So. Exactly, dude. So I'm just saying, like, this would be cool, but you have to. It's got to be outside. It's got to be real. You got to buy the land, mm. and like when you get like halfway through, like this really weird dude in a colonial revolutionary soldier outfit comes in. <laughs> and he's like, eh, Mister Kennedy," ah, 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 and sits there and talks to you. I mean, this would be yes. the coolest shit. Awesome. All right, let's do it. Let's let's start a Kickstarter. Let's raise a hundred million dollars. Get this off the ground. That'd be awesome. Yeah. I would totally do it. <laughs> I love now, now you know at once we w- once we hang up I'm just going to Google like something similar 
<laughs> like, has this been done? Oh, I totally do. But, and at the very end, one of the last bosses you face is the jacked up soldier with the red beret and the giant machine gun. And that yeah. would be me. That would be me, but I would have a machine gun with paintballs. So this whole time you're shooting zombies and shooting monks, but then I'm shooting at you. I'm like, ah. Yo, it'd be like the gladiator from American Gladiators. Oh, man, it'd be so good. So, yeah, right then I'm coming at you with my paintball machine gun. So it's like, let's see if you can get past that. Awesome. Yeah, you're feeling pretty good. You can't get past the soldier with a machine gun. I'm sorry. Yeah. Awesome. Well, that's all I got for today. I don't got any other dumps other than it's been fun doing this for five years. It's been cool. Yeah, dude. Five years. Who knew? We started a month before The Walking Dead. And the Walking Dead's still going strong with record attendance numbers or viewership, and so are we. You know what's funny is I haven't checked our numbers in years. Oh, I checked it like six months ago. Okay. Like, like I would check every every quarter. Mm-hmm. Well, I probably haven't checked in six months, but I did check every quarter, and our, our numbers just kept going up. Yay. I love that. We started, yeah. we started out with like two downloads a month, and then we got up to 5,000 downloads a month. Wow. And then we got up even farther than that. That's insane. Well, thank you very much, everybody, for listening to us for for five freaking years. And uh, we're looking forward to another five. So, ladies and gentlemen, we are the Jumpman Podcast. You can check us out every week for free without any ads because we, we couldn't get any ads. Uh, well, we um, want them. I know. <laughs> Give us ads. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, you can check us out at jumpmanpodcast.com. We're also at retrowaretv.com, elder-geek.com. We're on iTunes. You can subscribe to us or hit us up on Facebook. And all, as always, the uh, actually not as always, for the first time I think ever, uh, Maniac of the Week has to go to Marty Draw. Dropping yeah. the big the big W word weeaboo on our Facebook page. Thanks so much, and thank you for everybody for posting on our on our uh, website or on our oh. Facebook page. I want to name him after one of the GI Joe characters. It was like 1987. It was the year after the cartoon stopped, so this was like the first line of toys that weren't featured in the cartoon, but it was Fast Draw. Oh, okay. And he had like he had like little gun things in his hands, but they activated the dual missiles over his shoulders. Hmm. And I bought him, and I was like, this guy's cool, and then his leg broke off. Ah, battle damage like for day. forever. Yeah, so he always got killed first when I played, but whatever. Yeah. That's him. Cool. <laughs> Marty Festra. <laughs> cool. All right, well, thanks so much, everybody, and we'll see you next week. Peace. Jumpman engaged. I find your lack of faith disturbing. One shall stand.